Kevin Pankers. And I'm Donna Carter. And you're listening to Grow on the Go. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I started to say before we hit record, and then I was like, I'll just save it for the podcast. Um, <laughs> because everyone needs to know Everyone this. cares. Well, I mean, for catching up, we might as well. This is not the only time we see each other, but like... We wouldn't see each other as often if we weren't doing the podcast. No, for so sure. A lot of my life updates come on podcast days. And some of them are <laughs> in the podcast. I got, <laughs> no one's going to care about this, including you. I got a de-shedding like, comb for Luna today. I actually do care about that. Do you? Yes, because you come over about as hairy as a cat. I have two cats and, and, and less than 500 square feet. <laughs> what do you want me to do? And you have a... a a dad who's quite allergic, so... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're actually not that furry today. Well, uh, I did do laundry and also spent quite a bit of time... Deferring de- shedding my cat. Um, yeah, and so I have two cats, and Luna, the one, every time this very fancy comb goes through her fur... Like, entire kittens come out of it. She's not a long-haired cat, either. She's a short hair. And then Kingsley, my other equally short-haired cat, nothing. He just doesn't shed. And wow. I'm like, how is this possible? Wow. So, is it one of those combs with the sort of the spinning teeth in the comb? Like, the, they, they no pivot? No. Um, it's, I have one of those for my doggo. It's like... Well, Levi's fur texture is quite different from... Mm-hmm. I got it for Samson, though. Oh, did you? I have no memory Samson of that. Samson was our Pomeranian. Yeah, Pomeranian, Pekingese, long-haired Chihuahua. He shed like crazy. Yes. yes. Quite a bit like a cat. But he had long hair. Um, no, it's just like... It's almost like two little V-shaped combs in a row. And mm. the, the very fine toothed and they're plastic teeth rather than metal. So it's not supposed to hurt. I mean... Luna doesn't seem to care, so it's not hurting her, Yeah, I guess. Know. Or she's got a great pain tolerance, I don't know. Or she likes it. Or she likes it. I mean, she's purring, but she's purring pretty much any time I look at her, so. <laughs> yeah, she's a baby. And Kingsley's screaming at me until I look at him, so. Okay. Yeah. Now, you're admitting you have two cats. Previously, you've said that you really only had one cat I and do your cat only have one cat. cat. I, only, I only own one cat. One cat belongs to me. The other cat does belong to the first cat. Um, I got Kingsley for Luna. Right. Not for me. To keep her company. Yeah. And so Luna has a cat and and I have Luna. Um, but, you know, that takes a while to explain. So. Yeah. Okay. So I have two cats, functionally. All right. All right. Yeah. So um, I want to talk today about what makes you feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> ah, something <laughs> real light and something easy fun. and fun. No, yeah, well, not not really. Guilty. But if you want to make a Christian feel guilty, just bring up. There's three topics you can bring up to make a Christian feel instant guilt. Can't wait. Devotions. Sure. Witnessing. Sure. Giving. Sure. Okay. Well, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> you feel guilty about two out of three, or no, you're no. good with two out of three. I'm good with two out of three. Okay. I'm pretty good with witnessing, and I'm pretty good with giving. I've fallen off the wagon a bit the last year or so, but previous to that, I've been pretty good. Okay. 
Um, it's just devotions that I'm not great with. Okay. And well, by not great with, I mean pretty abysmal. Yeah. Okay. Well, good you're here today because that's where we're going. Um, most of us have been taught that we have to, you know, get up early, read our Bibles and pray every day for at least half an hour. I mean, I do pray every day, but that's mm -hmm. just kind of my inner monologue is just actually a dialogue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, very few people actually do that, actually do not what you're talking about, but <laughs> actually get up early, read their Bibles and pray every day for at least half an hour. I just don't think very many people do it. And for some people, it's pure agony because it goes against how they're wired. So I want to talk today about how we can have time with God that isn't agony and that we actually love mm -hmm. and um, work hard to program into our days because we know it's how we draw close to God. So I want to introduce the concept of a spiritual pathway or a spiritual personality, you might even want to call it. Um, in this podcast, we're going to be drawing heavily on the work of Gary Thomas and his book, Sacred Pathways. In this book, uh, Gary Thomas strips away the frustration of a one-size-fits-all kind of spirituality. Mm. And he guides us toward a path of worship that frees each of us to be who we are. We're also going to use the work of Neil and Cheryl Josephson from Family Life Canada, who have done a great job of condensing Gary Thomas's work. And it is only a, you know, half-hour show, so. <laughs> Less than. Less than, actually, yes. So I want to be clear that when I use the term spiritual pathway or sacred pathway, we're, we believe that there's only one way to be reconciled to God, and that is through faith in Jesus Christ. It's right in the Bible. It's right there. And sometimes when people hear the term spiritual pathway, they think we're talking about universalism. Or, you know, how, somehow that all roads lead to God, so it doesn't really matter which way you go. That is mm. not what I'm saying. That's not what Gary Thomas is teaching. And it's not what Jesus said. We know from John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. The only way to the Father is through me. But the, the term sacred pathways comes from what Thomas discovered as he studied 2,000 years of Christian history. And that's that there are different ways that followers of Jesus draw close to God. In Gary Thomas's book, he identifies nine spiritual pathways or personalities. When, when the Josephsons condense this material for marriage conferences, they combine some aspects of the pathways and arrived at seven. So in the interest of time, we're going to talk about those seven today. And as I describe each of them briefly, or Kevin and I describe them, try to identify which pathway or pathways, most people have at least two, sound like you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that could be tricky because I, spoiler, I have a list of them next to me and they all sound at least a little bit like me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there's going to be some that will be your primary pathways. So sure. let's, let's just go through these. Okay. Okay. So... If you're somebody who feels closest to God when you're surrounded by what God has made, the mountains, forests, lakes, trees, gardens, a sunset, experiencing God's beauty and creativity in nature is more moving to you than learning new concepts about God, participating in formal religious services, or social causes. If that resonates with you, then you have a creation pathway. Mm -hmm. You'd like me to read the next one? Yes, would okay. you please? Yeah, <laughs> you just stop 
talking and looked at me, so I figured, great. Okay, moving on. You clearly attuned me out earlier when I said, we'll alternate reading those. Well, I was looking at... I was looking at the page. I was preparing. <laughs> it's okay. I don't get these yeah. notes ahead of time. You're not in trouble. Just, just read. <laughs> okay. I feel closest to God when I am learning about God. I crave uninterrupted study time, reading God's word or good Christian books, and welcome the opportunity to share what I've learned by teaching or participating in discussions or debates. Okay. And so that would be called? Intellectual pathway. Right. Here's another one. I feel closest to God when I feel like I've touched souls with another person or a group of people. When we have shared deeply and honestly with one another, I feel like I learn more about God when I am um, than when I'm studying. Um, no. Learn more about God when I am studying, fellowshipping, and worshipping with others. Thank you. I realized after we started recording that I forgot my glasses. Would you like so me to read the rest I of them, Mom? Maybe I'll just get you to read okay. them if you don't yeah. mind. My, my, young, my young eyes. So yes. that would be a relational pathway. Right. Um, the next mm -hmm. one. I feel closest to God when I am with a friend going through a difficult time, helping others in my community, volunteering at a local shelter, or going on a mission trip. It means more to me to nurse someone to health, to bring them a meal, or repair their house than it does to teach a class or go to a prayer retreat. And that is called service pathway. I feel closest to God when I am involved in worship. I am energized, moved, and nourished in deep ways through music and corporate acts of worship. Being with other believers, raising our voices together, praising our awesome God, it's a taste of heaven. That would be a worship pathway. I feel closest to God in solitude and silence. If I can escape for 30 minutes or more a day to a quiet place to pray, journal, read God's word, to be alone and uninterrupted with God, I am very happy. I come away refreshed and strengthened. That would be the solitude pathway. And then finally, I feel closest to God when I am standing up for justice and truth. I feel God's pleasure when I am trying to help right wrongs, meet the needs of the poor and marginalized, and make the world more like God intended it to be. And that would be the activist or justice pathway. Right. Good. Thank you for that. I got you. Um, it's important to realize that there's no hierarchy to these pathways. It's mm -hmm. not like one is more spiritual than the other. So what would you say your top three pathways are? So it's tricky. I think there is a like, hmm, mm -hmm, hmm. there seems to be a tie between service and worship for me. Um, but the other two um, would be activist for sure mm -hmm. and then creation. Now, that's not something I pursue very often. I think I've made it very clear on this podcast that I am an indoor human, um, much like my cats. Um, but when I do get out, like this summer, I started paddle boarding. And if I go out to the mountains and it's a quiet mountain lake, I am pretty overcome. By God's presence. I feel overcome by God's presence. We live in a a pretty majestic place in the world yes. for somebody with this kind of a path. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know? An hour drive and you're in the mountains yeah. with no one around. And, and they're serious mountains. They're, they're pretty significant. They are mountains. Well, I mean, there's lots of other places in the world that call their mountains mountains. And they're, I guess. We're they're in the Rockies. so little. <laughs> just, they're just cute little mountains. <laughs> yeah. So what are yours? Well, my number one is solitude. Mm -hmm. if, if I can just be alone with God, 
I usually feel deeply connected with them. I, I spend a lot of my time journaling. I journal my prayers to God. Mm-hmm. I also journal things that I think he's saying to me. Um, it was funny because for years, Randy kind of felt, well, this isn't really funny, but um, for years, Randy felt quite defective because solitude did not do anything for him. He's not wired that no, way. No, he is not. But it, it seemed to him that all the really spiritual people all seemed to have the discipline of solitude in their life. And he thought if he was going to really get connected to God, he needed to get good at the solitude thing. And so one week, week we went to a, a retreat center, and it was just for the day. We didn't spend a whole week there. Um, we were going to spend the day in solitude. We each had our own room. And at lunchtime, we met up. And, you know, the, everybody at the table was very hushed. It was all very still and calm. And he leans over and whispers to me, so how's this been for you? And I said, oh, it's been really, really rich, really mm. good for me. How's it been for you? He said, can we go home now? Mm. <laughs> I said, haven't you been talking to Jesus and haven't you heard from him? And he said, I've talked to Jesus about everything I can think of. And I think I heard him talk to me. I said, oh, what did he say? Shut up. You're boring me. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, right? Because for me, it was a really rich experience and God seemed close. But for Randy, it was an endurance test and it didn't feel to him like God Mm -hmm. was close at all. But, you know, when you think about it, I mean, you know, your dad, he's an extrovert. Yeah. He's an external processor. Relate and just relational, like the relational pathway. It's got to be up there for him. And uh, yeah. And ADHD. Like it just it was not. He does have good thing for him but that was you know before we really understood the idea of spiritual pathways now he knows that his pathways are as you guessed relational nailed it then creation and then service i don't know that i would have guessed creation but service for sure i would have yeah i would have picked up on yeah he doesn't um he doesn't pray when he's outdoors like i do but he just feels a sense of awe and worship. That yeah, that and that's very similar to how I feel. Like I'm always praying. I never stop praying. I'm yeah. praying right now. Yeah. Like my internal monologue is it really is just prayer. Mm-hmm. Um but that's that's pretty healthy actually. Yeah, well You can't go too far down a bad a bad hole if you're talking to Jesus about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and Boy, my brain is full of bad holes. I'm a very holy brain, um, <laughs> and holy as in yeah, holy H-W- as in as in riddled yeah, 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 yeah. Wormholes. Did you say W H? Yeah, like whole. That would be complete. No, that would be yeah. That would be like a complete Libra. Holy and holy are the same. Yeah, they're spelled the same way. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that didn't make sense. No, nope, that sure. I was like, wait a minute, hold the phone. <laughs> Something went sideways here. Let's move on, yeah, shall we? Sure. Okay, great. Sure, let's do that. Just uh, so, uh, just this to point out, um, it's really important to understand that not everyone is wired to connect with God the same way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we, you know, I certainly was raised that this is what devotions looked like, right? Yes, it, it was very prescribed. <laughs> and your family was pretty rigid on. Like dancing as a form of worship, Yeesh. yeah, they're just pretty conservative. Yeah, there was there was some rigidity there. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, so I think it's really important and uh, uh, to take in not 
to take into account not only our spiritual personality, but our body clock too. Mm -hmm. I used to think to be really spiritual, you had to meet with God early, early in the morning, but I am so not a morning person. My dad had the practice of having his time alone with God at noon. Mm -hmm. And when the sun was bright and he'd either walk outside, sometimes he'd walk to a church that was near his office building, or he'd even just close his door and turn his chair to face the window. And, um, he chose that time because he felt like he was at his very best at noon. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to give the best part of his day to God, which is pretty cool. Um, so let's talk about how knowing our spiritual pathways can help us get to know God better. First of all, practicing our primary pathway is what we need to do to stay spiritually healthy. Mm -hmm. So when we're feeling spiritually dry or distant from God, this is where we should go first. We need to ask ourselves, am I doing the things I need to do in my primary spiritual pathways? For me, I need to ask, have I been getting a healthy amount of solitude? Not just alone time, but time alone with God. You know, for years, our church used the phrase, um, life change happens best in small groups. And I wonder what was wrong with me because my richest times with God are almost always in solitude. Well, and your relationship with God is a one-on-one. -on -one. Okay, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do need deep spiritual connection with other people, but that isn't my primary pathway. No. Because Randy's primarily uh, primary spiritual pathway is relational, he feels most connected to God when he's able to share and process deep heart stuff and pray with others. He's part of a group of guys who meet at 6.30 Friday mornings. They call themselves the Friday Friars. <laughs> and they share very deeply about their lives and they pray for each other. I'm not even sure I could be a Christian if I had to get up <laughs> that early in the morning and be with people right away. But this group of men go deep almost every Friday morning. And not only does Randy feel close to those guys when he leaves, but he feels closer to God because of their time together. He's not really wild about getting up early enough to be at a coffee coffee shop when it opens at 6.30. But for him, and he doesn't even drink coffee. Obviously. No. <laughs> but for him, it's worth it because he feels close to God when he, he connects with other men at a heart level and they crawl around in each other's lives. Phrasing is, it caught me off guard. Carry, carry <laughs> on. Um, it's it's the way dad describes it. So I, I mean, I it's, yeah, words. it's messy. And it, I mean, all right. You know, like they've got the, they have permission to meddle. All to right. meddle in each other's spiritual lives. So Fair that's, enough. yeah. Um, so it's accountability. It's a good thing. But our, our, so our primary pathways are the ways we uh, draw close to God the best. Mm -hmm. So obviously we need to lean into those. Mm -hmm. But I also recommend that you experience, uh, experiment with other pathways. Oh, absolutely. Like, looking back, I can see that creation has always been a pathway for mm -hmm. me. I remember when I was on tour with my band, we were in, we were on Vancouver Island one day, and I remember just sitting on the rocks by the ocean and just, like, singing hymns to myself. Well, not to, to myself, but by myself, mm -hmm. to God, quietly, but... Um, and, but it was only this summer when I started paddleboarding and, and I went out to the mountains by myself in an ill-advised trip, but that's okay. I survived um, and paddleboarded out there that I realized like, oh, okay, this is a way for me to connect with God. Mm, cool. Yeah. 
Um, it was an accident, but mm-hmm. yeah, but no, yeah, that's a thing. Because you experimented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just because she said it was ill-advised and that was because she was paddleboarding on a mountain lake which is like glacier fed yeah and, and it's not super un- yeah it's not super uncommon for people to like go in the water and have heart attacks mm-hmm. and then it's hard to swim when you have a heart attack and i'm not a great swimmer anyway. and you didn't have a leash or i didn't a have a leaf or a leash or a life jacket and i was by myself and i didn't have cell phone reception and i also forgot to fill my water bottle so Okay. Yeah. So anyway. I was wearing sunscreen though. You, yeah. <laughs> Yay. So I haven't repeated that particular experience, but I have been out to the mountains mm-hmm. with people since mm-hmm. then. And mm-hmm. being on a paddleboard, it's relatively solitary anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, I love I love paddleboarding, and and I do a lot of praying while I'm paddleboarding mm-hmm. too, and. Um, and at night, it can be especially beautiful if you. I wouldn't do that in the mountains. But. No, not in the mountains. No, this was uh, this was the Okanagan. Yeah, yeah. So um, experimenting is is great. I, I you know the creation pathway is my number two pathway, mm-hmm. and for years I have enjoyed praying, reading, journaling, all that in solitude. And one day, as I was doing a group Bible study by myself, mm-hmm. of course, <laughs> I was challenged by this Bible study to go for a walk with Jesus and just talk to him out loud as though he were physically walking beside me. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's a little weird. And I, we live in a, we live in a community called Riverbend. So mm-hmm. thankfully we have lots of river pathways and parkland. So I didn't have to walk around the block and have my neighbors all wonder if they should commit me. I mean, now you can just pretend mm-hmm. you're on Bluetooth. Well, true enough, right? Well, when I first started doing this, there was no Bluetooth. Um, and, and it did feel a little bit strange at first, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. And it was the first of many hundreds of walks I've taken with Jesus by the river, talking to him right out loud. And I'm so glad I took that challenge offered by my Bible study mm-hmm. to try something different. Well, and I think it's also important to note that it doesn't have to be exactly what you think. It Like, for me, even a year ago, if I'd looked at the creation pathway, I'd be like, ugh, hiking. You don't have to walk. No. Like, for me... And if I'm exerting any energy, oh, the spiritual energy just goes right out of my body <laughs> through my pores because I'm sweating. Um, oh, paddling. But paddling's not particularly strenuous. I'm not paddling furiously. Paddle, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going at a pretty leisurely pace. Yeah. Um, for me, it is just getting to where I want to be and then sitting mm-hmm. or being on my paddleboard yeah. or just being there. You, you don't have to be exercising. No. You don't have to be walking fast. You don't, like, whatever it is, um, you know, if it's relational, you don't necessarily have to be teaching. Um, It may not be what you think it is. It's just a matter of opening Mm -hmm. And, like, the the intellectual pathway, um, I would say that's probably my third or fourth. Um, I don't consider myself a great brain, but Mm -hmm. I do love when I learn something new about God. And it does make me worship him. Mm -hmm. So... I would say that I have some of that. Um, I do love having deep conversations with people that have spiritual significance. So that would be the relational pathway. There's probably a little bit of all of these in all of us. I was just going to say, reading these, pretty much all of them, not so, well, to some extent, relational. um, uh, Almost all, yeah, all of them, all of them do speak to me in some way. Um, And I have felt connected to God in a situation that I would consider one of these pathways for every single one. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. so 
you know, if you look through this list or, or, or listen through this list, you know, take a second to think about when you may have felt particularly connected Close to God. Yeah. Um, that could relate to any of these and then dig into that. Like, what was it? Was it like, again, mm-hmm. when I felt that way on the island, when I felt connected to God on the island, it wasn't because I was at a beach. It wasn't because I was there with my band which that would be weird if that's what it was. But, uh, well, I guess not. We were all Christians. Um, it was just because I was in, in nature. So mm-hmm. it wasn't about how I got there or expending energy. It was just about being there. Right. I, you know, the relational or the service pathway, um, rather. Um, you know, I remember when my dad and my sister were dying and I was spending so much time looking after them. And I, I, w- I was speaking at a retreat uh, in the me- midst of that season. And I, I, I kind of confessed to everybody there that, you know, I had been incredibly inconsistent with my quiet time. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it was in the telling of it or something someone said to me, but I realized that caring for my dad and my, and my sister, that was honoring God. Yeah, that is absolutely an act of worship. It is an act of worship, but it certainly can be if... If that is our mindset. Mm -hmm. And these days, um, so um, Kendall, your sister, has just, I know you're, this is I was going to say, I know her well. Yeah. (laughs) I'm familiar Um, with her work. Has a one month old baby who has a cleft lip and palate. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of challenging. Yeah. I think people really brush off the challenges that come with the cleft. I certainly did. Yeah. It is a lot, particularly when you also have a toddler. Yeah. And, And they can't. Um, they they can't suck, so eating is really challenging, and having getting mm-hmm. them to put on enough weight is really challenging. Yeah. So they have to be fed really often, and they can't be breastfed, and so it involves pumping and cleaning a pump, and then feeding the baby, and that has to happen every two hours. I mean, for the second you stop, you got to start again. Yeah, she really has no no time to, to do anything but keep this tiny human alive. And so I've been spending a lot of time over there. Sometimes I just go hold Ellie so that she can get something else done, mm-hmm. or um, I feed her while she's pumping mm-hmm. or whatever else. And so um, I really do see that as um, a time to that that I'm worshiping God in that. Yeah. Absolutely. Plus, I get to snuggle my baby. So, you know, well, yeah. sorry, not mine. It's not baby, your baby. Exactly. She's not your but baby. She's very she's cute, ours. though. <laughs> oh, her squishy little face. So I want to just suggest some things that you might want to try. Um, try journaling if you've never done that before. Try prayer walking. Try finding a beautiful, natural place to worship. Partner with Jesus in righting a wrong. Mm-hmm. Find a way to lift someone's load consciously loving Jesus by loving them. Meditate on a phrase or a song um, of a song or scripture that's meaningful to you. Join a small group or a Bible study. Read devotional or study books that resonate with you. Find a time and place where you can sing your heart out to God, whether you can carry a tune or not. Mm -hmm. Or go on a spiritual retreat. Those are just some ideas. Try one of them. Maybe even this week. Yeah, and you'll know, like, you'll know... You've done it when you just feel close mm-hmm. to God. You mm-hmm. just feel, for me, it feels I'm just overwhelmed by the goodness and the grace and the beauty of God. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a wonderful feeling. Mm-hmm. Big fan. A plus. <laughs> well, I think that's all we have for you today on Grow on the Go. I'm Kevin Pankers. And I'm Donna Carter. 
Thanks for listening to Grow on the Go. Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com. 